going on peace southern man western town episode 24 what did you just hear that was mega man 2 what is that mega man 2 i want to say from a uh, caitlin finlay she's going to be calling into the show today i think that was a themed uh, video game she was telling me but i don't know i don't play video games because i'm old uh, that's her in the background now, too, doing a uh, Camilla Cabello, Shawn Mendes, Senorita tune. She's doing, like, four-part cellos. If you hadn't <clears throat> figured it out, she's a cellist. Yep, so Caitlin Finlay right here in Salt Lake City. Finally got somebody in Salt Lake to call in. I have very few guests in 
Utah, where I live, to actually call in. So yeah, um, I appreciate you tuning in to Southern Man Western Town. Looks like the virus is lifting up a little bit on us. Um, moving into the yellow here in Utah. I don't know if they're doing the color code thing in all the states, but Utah, we went from red to orange to yellow. There's a few places that are still orange, like Salt Lake and uh, Wasatch County, where like Heber and Midway, Utah is, and uh, Salt Lake City itself, the city, not the county, and uh, West Valley City. Down there where my oldest son lives, still in the orange. We're all going to yellow either today or tomorrow. So I think that, I don't know what that all means really. I know we can, uh, I think pretty much everything's going back to normal. We just have to do the social distancing and wearing the mask. And like, I don't think you can gather more than 50 people in a place. Um, the only gig I had left on the books has been canceled. It was a with my Credence Clearwater Revival tribute band, Tombstone Shadow, we were playing in Magna, and it's, they canceled all events in Magna, so won't be doing that, so right now I do have one solo gig on the books, but I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure it's probably canceled, so I don't know when I'm going to get back out there, but still doing my uh, Sunday coffee improv jazz thing every Sunday, it's been doing pretty well, I don't really know when I'm going to do it, anytime between 9 and 11 mountain time uh, Just do it sometime during your coffee Anyway, um, yeah last episode was really good talk to the um, Guys up in Vancouver the League of Corruption um, That was a really good good show A um, little change of pace today get away from the doom metal and the heavy metal for a bit and Get some cello playing in but uh, yeah, calling into the show next, Caitlin Finlay. All right, join me now on the podcast is Caitlin Finlay, cellist. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Um. So yeah, we are on the intro there. We were listening to to your uh, your video game tune you did. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You did say that was a video game, right? I'm an old guy, so I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's uh, I think it's from like 15, 20 years ago. Um, I I play video games, but uh, my boyfriend is a video game designer, oh. and that's like his favorite game. And he's been begging me to do that one. Um, so I kind of did that one at his request. Well, that's cool. He can just, uh, say, here, go learn this tune, and you do it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no, he's been asking for, like, two years. <laughs> so are you, what part of Utah are you calling me from? Are you in Salt Lake, or? Yeah, I'm at, well, I'm in Sandy, so. Because oh, okay. I'm, I'm calling you up here from, uh, I'm up in North Ogden, but, yeah, I don't, I don't have very many people from Utah on the show, <laughs> so. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, the last people were from Canada, and they're just from all over. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you calling in. So, what's going on with the uh, during the quarantine time? Are you doing? I saw like a little bit of an Instagram you posted. Are you doing a lot of Instagram lives and Facebook lives and things like that? Um, yes and no. I at the beginning I did a couple lives, like just solo stuff. I did like a classical one, and then I did like a where I sing and play. Um, but I don't really have the technology set up to make it sound really great. 
And I just, I've been doing YouTube for like three years. Right. So I realized that I wanted to just put all my time into making my YouTube better right now. So. Very cool, very cool. And you're the first cellist to call into the show for sure, and only, and only the second female. <laughs> only the second female. <laughs> oh wow! Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I have a, I have a male-dominated audience for some reason. But um, <laughs> so so um, I know you play with a. I don't know if I. It's Nick Passy or Passe. I don't know how to say his last name right. Passy, Nick Passy. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And I, uh, you play with him a little bit, and I had. Uh, I actually reached out to him about being on the show. I don't think he ever emailed me back. <laughs> I don't think he responded. <laughs> that was a while back, though. Um, but yeah, so you got you said you guys were putting out a, a new album soon, or is it already done, or how, how where are you at with that? Yeah, we've been it's it's finished. We've been recording it for like the past year and a half, um, and so now we're just uh, doing a Kickstarter to pay for the printing so we can release it. Oh. We gig a lot, usually, and so our plan was just to, you know, raise the funds ourselves and have a big album release party and recoup the cost after, but with this lovely cultural turn of events, um, you know, we've decided to do a Kickstarter, and we did do, a, like, a live, and we're going to do some more lives together. Now, are you printing so. vinyl for it, or is it? Yes. Oh, okay, so that's where the that's where the Kickstarter's going to. Yeah, and I, it's expensive. And I'm actually seeing you guys. You just didn't, I didn't get to meet you guys, but uh, I believe you were at the Lighthouse Lounge up here in Ogden. Yeah, yeah. And I was and I was playing. I'm I'm a jazz guitarist, and I was doing a little thing there the week after, so I popped in and caught a song or two. I was really digging it. I was surprised to see. Uh, I knew Nick a little bit from I don't know him, but I'd, I'd seen him playing like Falk Hogan. I think his band was and. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was surprised to see him playing with a cellist, but I, I like the like the combination of that. It's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was like one of our last shows, right? I think it was. Before. It was. Yeah, it wasn't very long ago. I, I, it was it was snowing, but it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I think we played there early this year. It was like one of our last shows. It was fun. Now, I like playing there. Now, how did you guys? Uh, hook up and meet together uh, as far as uh, start playing together and all. How did that work out? Um, it's kind of a funny story. It was uh, one of those free gigs that you do. I was just I just graduated college like a month before and I had gone to Snell so I was kind of not really in the music scene down here. Um, and so I was just kind of taking any opportunity I could. And I was in another band at the time called Sidewalk Poets and we had been invited to come play for this, like, free, um, like, food truck roundup thing. Oh, okay. And, and then my part, it was another guitar cello duo thing, and my partner guitarist ended up needing to go out of town, and so I was like, I either can cancel the gig and just say we can't do it, or I can just figure out a solo set and go myself, which I'd never really done before. Um, so it was really great. It pushed me. I... It was the first time I made my backing track and played, and now I do that all the time for gigs. Um, but yeah, Nick was also one of the players, and he was like, hey, we should play together sometime. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then it turned into a, a whole thing then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we were scheduled to go to Europe uh, on for a three-week tour uh, in September this year, or October. But we have had to postpone it 
Yeah, obviously. Hopefully, you guys still get to do that. You guys will do well over there, um, I believe. It'll be right up there, their alley. We're, we're in Europe. Are you just going to go all over? Or? I think it's mostly Netherlands, Belgium, maybe a little bit of Germany. Because you have, a, it seems like you have an Irish last name, so you, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Scottish, but yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I got, well, I got, I'm about half Scottish myself. But, uh, right. Yeah, um, yeah and, and then the other, um, the other band you have going on is uh, Strings FX, right? Yeah, String FX is my electric string quartet. And is that like a, like a kind of a, Kind of a standard. Do you have like two violins, cello, and and viola? Is that how? Yep. Okay, but it's all but it's all electric, right? Yeah, we we, we yeah. I have a regular string quartet that just like kind of does gigs or whatever, just for gigging. Um, but we, I've always wanted to have like more of a, I don't know, like a show. Like we could do corporate events, but also like an online. We create albums, you know, and and do. Covers, but also like original stuff. So we're still kind of in our, you know, first couple of years. We're releasing our first single next, or sorry, third single next week. Um, but now with this kind of pandemic, we're kind of pivoting and doing a lot, focusing a lot more online now. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I was seeing, I was noticing the, uh, I listened to a couple of the songs. They were, they were cool uh, versions of cover tunes, like Bruno Mars and stuff. Is that what you mm -hmm. is that what you guys mainly do? Are you gonna plan on doing some original stuff or? Uh, we plan on doing original stuff. I you know looking around and watching other artists on YouTube and places, you know, you just don't get the same traction with an original when you're nobody. Right, right. And so we kind of had, our, our our first year goals. I mean, I mean, like everything completely changed with the last few months, but we wanted to just kind of create. A, a 12 song show and now we're kind of pivoting to creating videos every week and eventually putting out an album of covers now do you have have you ever uh have you had any experience trying to get like the rights to release that the what's it called the publishing rights and all that for like the sheet music well just for just to put out like cover tunes i know i i know one time i did a christmas song and it it was a pain in the butt to get the right mm -hmm. to put it out. Yeah. I'm sure that, like, putting it on a physical album, we'll have to get all those rights. Right now, we're just using, you know, DistroKid and getting everything distributed and paying the, yeah. them to, to take care of the licensing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of, licensing. But it doesn't, uh, it's, it wasn't that hard. It, there's a website for it. You know, it's, just, it's easier than it used to be, so... Yeah, totally. Now, do you play? And you have an electric cello, then, right? Yep. I had to. I had to set you back a pretty penny, probably. Yeah, they. <laughs> I mean, cellos in general are not cheap. Even the cheap ones, like, will set you back. Uh, you know, several hundred, if not several thousand dollars. So, um, it's definitely something that I, you know, I mean, all instrumentalists, right? Our gear is so expensive and. We are always like upgrading, right, and tweaking what we have. But yeah, I, I have I enjoy the model that I have right now and upgrading it and put cool effects on it. Now, what, do you guys do weddings and things like that? Yeah. And you, yep. Do you, and, I mean, we did. And do you, <laughs> yeah, did and do you do those acoustically, maybe, or do you stay electric? Most most of the time. Yeah. 
we do get hired to play weddings electrically to them. It's cool. I think it's a great idea. I, I love the. I, I love listening to it. And I uh, seems like it shouldn't have much of a trouble. Uh, you know, going getting some really good gigs with that once we can finally gig again. <laughs> so. That's the hope. I mean, we were set up. We were going to play at the Utah Arts Festival. We were going to play at Ogden Arts Festival. We had, we had some cool stuff lined up. Um, so I guess we just have that to look forward to next year. Did you have to, besides the European tour with Nick, did you have to cancel a bunch of other stuff too? I mean, everything. Everything was canceled. <laughs> yeah, most of the people that call into the podcast have the same story, but luck, a few of them were, were lucky. They were in the middle of working on a record and they weren't touring, so they didn't have to really cancel anything. But yeah, even me, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of just part time now, kind of like semi retired. I even had to cancel like five or six. I had my last gig on the books canceled yesterday. So yeah, that's kind of, kind of hard to do. But, um, and I was going to ask you, do you, I, do you do you play viola as well? Because aren't they tuned the same? They, uh, I mean, technically they have the same interval spacing. Uh, the technique, the viola and violin are very similar in technique, and the cello is kind of completely different. But I learned early in my career, like ten years ago, uh, that when I was teaching primarily, before I decided that I wanted to actually be a performer. Yeah. Um, I learned that being versatile in what I could teach, like, there was much more a violin, there were a lot more violin students available than cello students. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, So I, I am actually, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I just, I've spent the last uh, 10 years or so learning to play violin viola at a semi-mediocre level, and I, I teach both of them, like the beginners. Because they're both in C clef, right? Uh, technically, so, cello reads in S class, and viola reads in C class, but, but cello also reads in the others, another C class. Oh, okay, I got you. Because I, uh, yeah. I, uh, took, I was, I was a music major, and I, but I didn't finish, I only went to two years, but that was way back in, like, 88, <laughs> so, <laughs> I barely remember some of it, but I, uh. When I was teaching, I taught guitar for uh, about 10 years ago or more. Well, I was probably, yeah, probably more like 15 years ago at the uh, conservatory over in Park City. And I, I did notice that the cello teacher had like one day of students and I had like six because <laughs> of doing guitar. Definitely. So, yeah, so I, I, can see, yeah. I can see what you're talking about. But everybody said, everybody always talks about how they love the sound of the cello. I know I do. Um, but, yeah. I think the, the deterrent is the size for young and students price. and parents. Parents don't want to carry it around. And the price. And it's way more expensive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So let's jump back in the Wayback Machine for a minute. Let's take me back to where you first uh, first started getting, getting into music. Well, um, my mom, I love my mom. She knew that having a good academic foundation was really important to success and she read somewhere I'm the first child so I'm the experiment guinea pig oldest (laughs) and she read somewhere that playing an instrument makes you better at math and uh she she knew that I should be good at math for you know a good future or whatever so she started me on the piano at three 
Um, but I didn't, I didn't like it, which I kick myself now because I wish I was a better piano player. Um, but my sister is 15 months younger than me, and she played violin, and I hated that she could, you know, throw it when she got mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't throw a piano. Yeah. So I, I threw a big enough fit that my mom let me quit, and I didn't do music for a little while, but I would get dragged around to my sister's violin lessons, and we went to get her a new violin, like she needed a bigger size. And I was just sitting there bored. And I don't know if this is just genius of the luthier or if it was genuine, but I like to believe it was genuine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the shop, like, apprentices came up to me in the lobby because I was just sitting there alone. And they were like, oh, what do you play? And I was like, oh, nothing. And they are like, well, you have cello hands. <laughs> so you should play cello. <laughs> I never even heard that before. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I have a big palm and I have, you know, freaking beady fingers, I guess. And I mean, I don't think it really matters now, knowing as a professional, like, what it takes. But right. that was enough to, my mom was like, well, do you want to try one? And I was like, do I? <laughs> and how old were you around that time? Uh, I was about seven. Oh, okay, so you got started really early. Yeah. So a little bit of, you know, piano at three for a couple of years and a break and then cello at seven and we always took it really seriously i was always in private lessons and my parents sacrificed a lot to provide that for me and i'm very grateful where did do you uh now are you have you always lived around here or um i grew up like all over the west united states uh we moved here when i was 10 and then i moved away i went to uh college first at university of tennessee okay for a couple of semesters in knoxville Yep. I and then so. I moved to California, Northern California, for a couple of years, and then I came back here. And so you took lessons in all those places, or just here? I actually, um, so, you know, Tennessee, I went to be a music major at their music conservatory, and, you know, being a music major, moving across the country, it's really hard, yeah. and it's very competitive. Yeah, I'm from, um, uh, I went to college in South Carolina, and I'm from Georgia, and I live out here, so I know what you mean. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's very competitive. The culture is so different. It's definitely a culture shock. Um, and, and anyway, uh, I just, I became disenchanted with music. I didn't have a lot of, like, people on my team at that point in my life. You know, right. when you're a teenager, and you're just dumb, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I actually quit the show for five years. Really? I didn't even play it. Well, well, yeah. I'm glad you picked it back up. <laughs> You're probably glad. I did. Here. I couldn't stay away, I guess. <laughs> and did you say you went to Snow College here? I did. So I went. I and went and that's where, that's down in, uh, is that in Cedar or is that down in, uh, where is that? I forgot. It's in Ephraim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I remember now. And you finished yeah. up there and got your music major? All right. Yep. And then did you start teaching it right after that, or? Yeah, I uh, I had been teaching. Uh, I think this is what got me back into music, as I was working at a school, not in music, um, and, and just admin, like helping out with their like um, student body officers and proms and planning their kind of events and stuff. And then they wanted to start an after school music program, and they knew me from like when I was a kid and they were like we know you used to do music you should be a part of this program 
And so I was like, okay. And I did a bunch of teacher training. I went to the Suzuki Institute here. I went to the Suzuki Institute in Chicago. I did a bunch of uh, teacher training. And I helped run that program for a couple of years. And that's what kind of like slowly I got back into playing and teaching and was inspired. And, and Snow has a, well, I did a business degree at WGU, like half of one. And the, the music degree at Snow is a music business degree. It's a commercial music degree. So it kind of made sense to go there and transfer in those credits and then finish up. So. Well, that's very cool. And then did, now, do you um, do you compose anything on your own or? As far as yeah, I I don't compose very much. I should. It's just something I just don't have as much time for right now. But it's definitely what something that I like to do. Um, I do mostly arranging right now because I like I, I'm doing covers for my. YouTube channels and stuff, but I have some original cello instrumentals that I've written for someday when I think that I have an audience that people will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think there's anybody else around here doing what you're doing um, as far as the string effects goes. So you guys probably have a little niche carved out here. I hope so. There might be. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't. I haven't heard of anybody else doing that. Um, yeah. So what do you what do you think about the music scene in Salt Lake? Do you think it's pretty pretty positive scene or Yeah, I mean there's like so many facets to it, right? With different genres and people who play different types of venues and events and people who take different take it I don't know, different levels of seriousness, right? And I think that there I personally think that there should be room and I know this would not everyone would agree with me, but I think that there should be room in this scene for anyone that wants to be a part of it and that there is a room. Yeah. Um, and because I think music is something that like, it's so subjective and it's something that we enjoy and it doesn't have to be perfect to be meaningful or touching. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoy being a part of this scene and I get to be a part of a lot of parts of it because I'm a classical player because I'm, a folk player with Nick Cassie right. because I'm a gigging musician who's playing big events and I'm part of the Wedding International Professional Association and yeah. you know like we're, you know I get to see a, like a broad swath of people and how they build music in the industry and I think it's really cool. Yeah, Nick plays a lot of he, he gets a lot of gigs, <laughs> so just take we this. play a lot of gigs. Yeah, and I, I I have a hard time myself. I mean, I I've played a lot of gigs here, but I've had to kind of. I'm I'm kind of a smooth jazz guitarist, and in, in Atlanta, where I'm from, I could get gigs doing that. Here, there's like nowhere to do that at. <laughs> so, I uh, <laughs> I've had to do like you know '70s and '80s covers and stuff to get gigs. But um, hopefully, that'll change. The only the only thing I've ever uh, really thought that was weird about the Salt Lake scene compared to other places I've lived is is you don't sometimes in the bars you don't really know what you're gonna get like. There might be a punk rock band in the bar one night and a country ba uh, band in the same bar the next night. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly uh, the best way to do it because people don't really know. You know, mm. like the Westerner clubs, always country. Like, if you want to see a country band, you, always, you know exactly that you can go there and see one. But uh, that's the only kind of downside I've seen seen from it. But uh, Yeah, that makes sense. But... Yeah, but it's still yeah. The, the scenes are growing. It's it's, it's really cool. Um, 
Do you guys get up and play in Park City and stuff like that very much? I've played a couple of gigs. I mean, I play in Park City normally, like, every weekend because I'm doing a wedding up there. Um, but as far as, like, bars and venues, I've played a couple, but definitely not as much as I do in uh, Salt Lake and even Austin. Yeah, and I was going to say, you guys are- uh, you guys probably do well in Park City, but I, you know, like I said, you're already doing a lot of weddings up there. I used to do a lot of classical guitar weddings up there myself, and I stayed kind of busy okay. up there. Um, before I, uh, I've kept you a pretty long time, but uh, before we uh, wrap up, where where can everybody find all your all your stuff? Sure. Well, uh, for my personal stuff, I am on Instagram and on YouTube mainly. Uh, for String Effects, also YouTube and Instagram, and Nick Passy, nickpassy.com, and you can find links to everything as far as where to get our music and everything like that. And if you're looking to hire a quartet for a wedding, my website is barlinemedia.com. Okay, very cool. And uh, what what what's the other? Who's the other members of uh, String Effects? You can maybe list them off. Yeah, uh, we have Sarah Olsen on violin and Krista Schumach on violin and Anna Butler on viola. Very cool. And have you have you known them very long, or, or is it kind of more of a professional relationship? I've known Sarah and Anna for probably almost five years. We all went to school together and graduated similarly around the same time. And then Krista, I met her last summer at a contemporary string style camp in Florida. Okay. And then she was moving here, so she reached out and was like, hey, I'm moving. And I uh, was like, well, I'm starting the project, so come to your part of it. <laughs> Very cool. And what was your YouTube channel one more time? It's just Caitlin Finley. Okay. And I'll, I'll make sure I spell that all out in the in the outro segment of this. Um, Thank you. Now, do you, have a, do you have a release date yet on the uh, the new thing you're doing with Nick Passy? We don't have a release date yet. Um, we're just, I think we're kind of waiting to see. When, we, had, we had a lot of really, we've been planning this release party for years. Um, very, <laughs> like, uh, meticulously. And I think we just want to wait to do it, right? Um, but if you do donate to, we're calling it the Nick Starter, <laughs> the yeah. Kickstarter, yeah. Um, you will get, uh, we have two singles, and we are shooting those out to the people that donate uh, as we go along. And the first single has already been released. So if you donate, then you could get that email immediately. And what, and how, and how do you donate again? What's the, what's the link? It, if you go to nickpassy.com. Then you know there's a link for the next starter or Kickstarter. Okay, yeah, just uh, keep in touch with me on social media and let me know when the release date is because I'll constantly I constantly push everybody that's been on the show, um, okay. their stuff because uh, and this goes out you know my show right now goes out to around two thousand twenty five hundred people, um, a lot of them down south where I'm from and a lot of them out here and then up into Canada, Ireland and then. Uh, Noticed I even had a few listeners in the Philippines, so. <laughs> and, then I, and I think I'm going to probably, on the outro of this, probably play uh, play one of your uh, string effects tunes or um, on the outro to this. So, hope everybody uh, checks out the Spotify, too, and checks out those two tunes. I saw two tunes. There's no more than that on there? Or? Yeah, there's 
Yeah, there's two. There'll be a third one hopefully next week if the distribution cooperates. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely keep pushing that. And I uh, I really appreciate you calling in. And uh, I know it's a, a Friday night. You probably. Luckily, we're quarantined. You probably don't have too much to do on, like yeah. you normally would on a Friday night. But yeah, for sure. Well, keep, thanks for having me. This yeah, was great. Yep, I'll keep track of you, and I'll keep track of all you guys' tour dates once we're back out there doing it again, and I uh, keep pushing it out there. And, and thanks again for calling. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Take care. You have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, so this is a song called Heathens. Uh, You've probably heard it, but you have not heard it like this. This is the string effects with our uh, guest today, Caitlin Finlay on cello. This is Heathens by String FX. You can find this on Spotify. String FX. All right, next up on the podcast is Red, the Fender Stratocaster.
I know what you're thinking. How are you going to interview a Fender Stratocaster? Well, trust me, I'm going to do it. This is my 1987 Fender Stratocaster named Red. Now, Red, how are you doing? Okay. So, how did you get the name Red anyway? Oh, so you're, yeah, you are red. You're red all the way around. So, uh, what have you been doing during this, the quarantine? Not yet. I've doing anything. A couple of Facebook lives. A couple of Facebook lives? Huh. Where can they, uh, see you playing a Facebook live at? Sunday. You already know this shit. I know I already know this shit, but, uh, the, uh, the listeners don't know this shit. So, uh, you're gonna have to, um, gonna have to let them know what's going on. So what's your, uh, what's your favorite kind of music you like to, you like to play? The kind that pays me money. Ha ha ha, the kind that pays you money. That's hilarious. So, uh, so have you ever been interviewed before? No, I have not been interviewed. You, ha you haven't been interviewed. I wonder if any guitar has ever been interviewed. No, no it's fucking stupid. Hey, you don't have to cuss, man. This is a family show. I'm fucking, uh, oh, wait, I cussed. Sorry. This is a family show, so, uh, yeah. Right, man. What do you mean, right, man? I'm telling you, it's a family show. You don't need to be uh, doing any cussing. And you want to do any, like, a, a little bit of playing for us? Sure. All right, what are you going to play? She's going to noodle around. You're just going to noodle around? Okay. Man, that was pretty good, Red. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so that that was kind of like uh, kind of like some blues, maybe. Sound like you were playing. Um, do you ever play any? Uh, what's your favorite blues to play? Now, are are you a 1987 Red Fender Stratocaster or 86 or an 85? Because I never could figure it out. Because I think I first met you in like 90 or 91. Something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Anyway, uh, Will you be glad that when this quarantine is over so you can get out and play some more? Of course! Man, I was, I was kind of high. You changed your voice. Of course! Of course! Okay, you can change your voice. I get it. Alright, so enough of this interview. You don't have much to say, do you? Fuck you. Hey! I told you this is a family show. You're going you're gonna to say F you to me? That's, you know, I've had you for a, a long time. How long, how long have we been together now? Let's see. 30? 30, 30 years? 
Thirty long years. Thirty long years. Hey man, it ain't been no picnic with you either. Um. All right, well, uh, play us out. Play some. Okay, here goes nothing. guitar sorry about his bad language every now and then he gets he gets off on a rant and uh and cusses me out a bit he's just he's tired of being uh pent up in the quarantine action but uh yeah that was rad the talking guitar and now a word from our sponsor black doomba records welcome to the world of black doomba records Featuring the doomed sounds of day long morning, grave lover, cult of sorrow, Tommy Stewart's dire wolf, wither without you, bloody jars, negative wall, and the artists of Doomonomicon, Doomstress, Stone Man, Dead Register, and more. Black. Goomba Records on Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, and Big Cartel, and BlackGoombaRecords.co. Black Goomba Records. Expect the dark. All right, peeps. This has been episode 24 of Southern Man, Western Town. In the background, you hear a little bit of my uh, my acoustic music off my album, Wooden Wires, which you can find on Spotify, iTunes, and all those places. I want to thank Caitlin Finlay of the Nick Passy, I don't know if it's Nick Passy Band or how how he calls it, but uh, and uh, String FX um, for calling into the show. Make sure you uh, go to the... uh, Kickstarter on uh, you can just go to nickpassy.com which is N-I-C-K-P-A-S-S-E-Y um, and, sp- and you can go to his website and get on the Kickstarter so they can get uh, some vinyl of their new album out shit ain't cheap people gotta get it going um, once this quarantine's over you're gonna be able to catch uh, string effects all over they got you know like I said they got a little niche in the in the uh, music scene here, I don't think there's anything like that. Like a almost like a chamber orchestra, but four-piece uh, electric style cello, viola, two violins. Uh, very cool music. I really dig it. Um, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be listening to it a lot. Um, but you can find them on Spotify. they got a Bruno Mars tune on there and the song Heathens we just uh, just listened to. Um, but yeah, you'll you'll be able to... You can also book them. You know, and her name, her name is spelled... Uh, you know, it's Caitlin Finley. K-A-I-T-L-I-N-F-I-N-L-A-Y. Oh, sorry, F-I-N-D. L-A-Y. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but Caitlin Findlay. Yeah, F-I-N-D-L-A-Y. Um, so, make sure you uh, check her out on Spotify and with us, uh, String FX. And String FX is just, uh, you know, you spell the F and the X. So not like effects, but just String FX. And then um, make sure you uh, support all the people. Matter of fact, right now, on a, this is May 15th of this recording, you're going to Doug, the real Doug Lane. And you can't just look up Doug Lane. You're going to look up the real Doug Lane because there's some fake Doug Lanes, apparently. Uh, he released his album today, which is uh, Water from the Stone. And he's uh, he's been on the podcast a couple episodes back. Go back and check that out. He talks about being in the military and playing saxophone and uh, his Billy Joel cover group and all that. So, uh, yeah, he released his album today, Water from the Stone. Definitely check out The Real Doug Lane. I saw he took his merch off of Facebook. I don't have a clue why. I don't think he does either. Because all it was was a hat that said it was an abbreviation of his name. Uh just TRDL, the real Doug Lane, and they somehow found that offensive. I don't know why they found that offensive, but yeah, reach out to Doug, get some merch, check out his new album, join his Patreon, it's only a buck. Um, check out all my uh, all my past guests, Terrence Hansen, probably the best guitarist on the planet. He's uh, constantly doing Facebook Lives almost every day, sometimes twice a day. Uh, Check out my the last band that was on my podcast, A League of Corruption, from up there from Canadians up there in Vancouver. Check them guys out. Check memory to listen to Silent Ire, Cage and Elliot, Wither Without You, Grave Huffer. Um, who am I leaving out here? Um, oh, Day Glow Morning still has the record of the most listens to the podcast day glow morning 2600 uh listens that's a lot for a for an old smyrna georgia guy like myself um but yeah caitlin finlay k-a-i-t-l-i-n-f-i-n-d-l-a-y check her out check out nick passy who she plays with he's got some other stuff out um, he's also in Folk Hogan. They're kind of a bluegrass-type band. I think he has Nick Passy in the Perpetual Sadness or something like that, too. But that's good stuff. Um, and what else is going on? I want to get... Oh, uh, there was a... On Facebook, I was trying to make a point here. We were... You know, we get into politics a little bit here. Not too deep. I don't want to cause a divide. I'm all about bringing together. I ain't about dividing... So uh, I posted a little thing on Facebook. I was like, everybody that I went to school with, which would be uh, 
I would say middle school and high school, Floyd Middle School in Mableton, Georgia, Osborne High School in uh, Smyrna, Georgia, and I did go to another one too, Kenwood, Oakwood High School in Smyrna, but uh, I said, I posted, any whoever supports Donald Trump, say yes or no, and usually I got all these people at school with that support Trump. Most everybody in Georgia that went to school with supports Trump, but no, hardly any of them chimed in with a yes. There's a few of them did, but a ton of them chimed in no. And, what I, and I wasn't trying to start a fight, which I didn't. Nobody seemed to be arguing on it. I, I stated that. Um, I didn't want them arguing. But the cool thing was uh, I wanted to prove a point now. And this is just how it works out. You now, every person that chimed in, no, they don't support the president, is a person that we went to school with that usually had straight A's or very, very good grades. And the people that said they, they do support the president are the ones that did not do very well in school. <laughs> and that's kind of what my point is. And that's just not about my friends and my school. And as that, and that you know, that includes me. I didn't, I did pretty well in school. I didn't do. Shout out to, shout out to Beth Rook and Jim McFarlane and Brian Barentine and all those guys that, uh, all those people that did uh, really well in school. Which chimed in with a no, but there was there's people like me that, you know, some C's and B's in there. Mike Walker, if you're listening to this, you know how you did in school. <laughs> But you chimed in a no too, brother. And uh, but anyway, just kind of proving a point, man. I don't know. It seems like uh, there's not a lot of thought goes into some of this stuff. Um, there was a cool Howard Stern interview this week, or it might have just been an article. I think I think I found it on Twitter where he's and he's kind of articulated what I've been trying to say the whole time. That what always got me is that you know Trump's this guy that you know this businessman and wears a suit every day, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, probably a gold spoon. Uh, rich, um, from Queens, New York, and then all these people that support him are from like these rural towns in Georgia and Alabama. These guys with long beards and, and tattoos, and you know Howard Stern's kind of making a point like that he don't like people like you like he, Trump being Trump don't even like his own followers like and he said uh you know he said go to Mar-a-Lago and Mar-a-Lago sorry I can't talk and see if you see anybody that looks like you there go to his hotel Trump Towers he ain't gonna see anybody that looks like you in there so that's kind of a that's kind of what I'm getting man I think he conned a lot of people but but I ain't. A, I don't hate you. If you um, if you support Trump, do it. I mean, when I say support, I I do support anybody that's the president. If you wake up in the morning and you hope the president fails that runs your country, then that's just that's just stupid. And I know a lot of people did when Obama was president. They kind of woke up and wished he failed every day, and he mostly didn't, in my opinion. But I don't. I don't want Trump to fail. I wish he had proved me wrong every day. I wish he could do some good stuff, and he has done a few good things. But, you know, I think his mouth gets in the way more than anything. But I definitely, uh, you know, you have the right to support whoever you want, you know. But, you know, I, everybody should hope the president makes good decisions. Just doesn't seem like it all the time. And I don't see how this pandemic turned into politics. I don't see how 
the people on the right want to open everything and not wear a mask and just go back the way it was and pretend it didn't happen and all the people on the left want to wear a mask and stay in their apartments and houses for the rest of their lives and there's got to be a there's got to be a middle somewhere but in my opinion with that I, I say listen to the doctors man listen to the doctors and the scientists don't listen to the politicians and people that just have their own agenda i mean if you're out of work and you're starving and you can't pay your rent of course you want to shut to open so you can go out to work i don't blame you, you got to feed the kids you know but then again you know some you know a lot of people are dying more people already died than what died in the vietnam war so it's people that say it's a pandemic and a, you know that's just that's stupid in my in my opinion um Nobody would plan for 100,000 old people to die. Especially those are mostly the people that vote for Trump. So I don't know why they would plan any of that stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's a bunch of craziness. Um, but yeah, just uh, keep listening to the podcast. And go to my YouTube channel if you want some free guitar lessons. And a couple of a couple of videos of me playing in bars. And the camera angle is not always great in those places. You know how it is. That's on a... YouTube at Jeff Lawrence Lessons, and you can find me on Twitter, where I'm probably the most, I don't know, I like probably, probably the most active on Twitter, I'd say, and that's at Jeff S. Lawrence 1, um, you can go to, I'm on Facebook a lot too, especially I'm doing my Facebook Lives every Sunday, it's a little jazz improv jam, somewhere between 9 and 11, Mountain Standard Time, um, uh, check that out it's, and that's not something you're just going to sit here and watch I'm probably just wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt sitting in a chair jamming some smooth jazz tunes so uh, mainly to listen to open it up turn it on listen you know you can do whatever you want while you're listening you ain't going to sit there and watch me uh, sit in a chair and I appreciate it though the people that's been uh, thanks a lot for everybody that's uh, been Venmoing me and uh, PayPal of me during those things you want to Venmo me and, and support the show or my or my music, which I could use, um, just go to Venmo.com slash Jeff dash Lawrence dash 48. And if you want to go to PayPal, just go to Lawrence Jeff 1968 at gmail.com. And also, you know, my Facebook page is uh, Jeff S. Lawrence can also look up southern man western town podcast i got a page on facebook for that uh, make sure you go there and uh any suggestions you might have any kind of questions you might have any kind of thing you want and also go to spotify this is where you can find this podcast on uh, spotify apple all kinds of places anchor um but also i've got a spotify playlist so if you go on there and punch in southern man western town uh guest you'll find uh everybody that's been on this uh show so far on the playlist and i'll have to uh that includes tommy stewart's dire wolf everybody terrence hansen rick rich wyman um doug lane the real doug lane not the fake one um and yeah and it you can also like i said you can find the Find my music on Spotify. Just look under Jeff Lawrence or J. Period S. Period Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence and Warhorse. Or there's one the Jeff Lawrence Group. Um, 
and shovel head and old kind of before they had doom metal we were doom metal or sang sang in that band shovel head third path it's called only made one album um check all that out on spotify itunes wherever you want to listen at um instagram i'm at jeff lawrence music mainly just post pictures on there i don't do too much on there but uh Caitlin Finlay, the guest today, she's uh, a lot of times uh, a lot of times doing some live cello playing and stuff on Instagram. So find her on there. Um, I'm saying um a lot because I'm I'm listening to my own music in the background. <laughs> nah, but anyway, thank you for tuning in to Southern Man Western Town episode 24. Take care, peace. Ooh. Mm-hmm.